Oh, if you have your Bibles, open them up to John chapter 13, and we're going to read verses 34 through 35. I'm going to be like right next to my notes the whole time, so please forgive me. I'm not as good as Pastor Matt. <laughs> I can't just walk around and be like, yeah, and Jesus, you got it. And then Katie, she's just, oh, you know, <laughs> I got to stay right here with my notes. <laughs> I got to stay within the guidelines. <laughs> we got to stay right here. <laughs> This is my sweet spot, <laughs> all right? Awesome. Okay, so let's, let's uh, are you guys ready? You're there? <laughs> I told you, we're going to have fun with this. Pastor Rat's not here, so. <laughs> He's watching, though. Hey. <laughs> well, this is all right. Good thing my phone's on silent. <laughs> I won't get your messages. <laughs> okay, so it says, um, I'm reading through the ESV, so it may be different than what's uh, up here. So it says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this day, Lord. We thank you for the people that are here, Lord. We know that no one's here on, on accident and that you've brought them here on purpose and we, we believe in this divine encounter, Father. And we, I just pray that you give me eyes to see and ears to hear to hear what you want to say, Father. I don't want to say anything that is not from you, Lord, and I don't, want to, I don't want this to be about me or anything else, Lord. And we just thank you and your Holy Spirit. You just take over and have this service, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about, first of all, our church here at Life Church X. You know, we're all about raising game changers, you know, um, and that means raising up people uh, to, to help you find what is, your, what is your purpose in life? What does God have for you? Because each and every one of us, we have a purpose. God's created you exactly the way you are for a purpose. We all have a reason here. You're not an accident. You're, you know, I don't care if you were adopted. That wasn't an accident. You were here for a reason, you know? And we believe in raising you up and finding that purpose and doing the same for the rest of the community. And... Uh, so it, for people, when we raise them up in leadership, there's these four core values that are non-negotiables that we feel everyone should have, right? And it's good for, as a matter of fact, all Christians to have. And it is an acronym that's FIL, and that's a PH FIL. And it stands for passion, humility, integrity, and love. Now, throughout my journey with God, I have discovered that love is the biggest game changer of them all the biggest. Even Jesus said, he said, out of all these, love is the one, the most important, the one that I want you to have, you know? And we all know that Jesus was perfect, so he didn't lie, so it must have been true, right? So I want to start off with a story. You know, God's, this year, God's been doing some awesome stuff in me and Gloria's lives. He has been just just showing us about love and growing us, and we've been just getting rooted, and it's just been awesome spending time with God and reading the Word and, and listening to other messages, and love has been the biggest thing that God's just been throwing at us this whole year, and it's just been awesome, and it's not one of those growth where it's like a painful growth. It's like an amazing, awesome, feel-good growth and just such good stuff that, that all Christians should have, you know, and it's exciting. So I'm going to start off with a story. Um, Earlier this year, a couple months ago, me and my wife, we decided to have a date day, you know, go in the city of St. Louis. Hey, we don't go that often. We live in Fenton, Missouri, and we find this cool coffee shop just walking down the streets. We find this cool coffee shop. We have coffee, and we finish our coffee, and on our way out, there was an elderly couple, 
an elderly black couple, and they looked like they could be homeless. That's the way they were kind of dressed like, you know? Um, and we started talking to them. And one thing led to another, and eventually it got to a point where we're like, we're like, you know what? Um, We'll buy, your, we'll buy your food because they said they were hungry and they didn't have anything. So we went back inside the coffee shop and they ordered their food and the cashier lady typed it all in and was like, okay, your totals, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I walked in and stepped in and gave them my, my card. And she looked confused when we did that. And as she swiped it and gave us our receipt and our card, she realized what was happening and she whispered to me, wow, what you're doing is amazing. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I signed and gave it back to her. And after that, we prayed, prayed for the couple and blessed them and then went on our way. Now, why do I tell you this, 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 this story? I don't tell it to you so you guys can be like, oh, wow, you in glory, you guys are so cool. You're like doing the Jesus thing, you know, <laughs> praying for people and paying for their food. That's so cool. I mean, I'm glad you guys think that, you know, it's okay. Hold your applause. But <laughs> the real reason I tell you this story is because what caught me off guard, or what I really, after that day, what really stuck to my memory was not the fact on us praying for this couple, but it was really the reaction of the cashier lady. We didn't do anything for her, but she saw what we were doing for them, and she felt like she needed to say, wow, what you're doing is awesome, you know? And she felt that way because, truly, we don't see that often anymore, you know? You look at Jesus, when he was out, he was always praying for people. He was multiplying their food, giving them food, and he was healing. But we look out in today, and we think, why aren't there much miracles happening here in the United States? And we always hear them about out there, you know? What's going on? And I feel like the church, we've lost our effectiveness. We have forgotten what we're here for. Love is the biggest game changer of them all. Um... Let me go back to my notes here, <laughs> which brings me to the title of my message. Aha, you guys ready for this one? It's really easy. It is, love is attractive. Love is attractive. Christianity is attractive, or at least it should be. We think about right now, if you think about the world, what does the world think about Christianity? I feel like we all come up with the same things, because we see they're not shy about talking about it, Right? They say, we're bigots, we're judgmental people. That's how they see Christianity. Now, you and I, we both know that is not true. Jesus wasn't even remotely judgmental. Matter of fact, all the Christians, the church leaders, wanted to stone people because they caught them in their sin, and Jesus, instead of judging and saying, yeah, that was wrong, get out of here, he said, no, whoever has, has never, ever sinned, then you can throw the first stone. But other than that, what they deserve is mercy and love, is what they deserve. And he told, he told that woman, okay, you know, you are forgiven. Now turn away from your sins and follow me. You know, that is what Christianity is about. And I feel like we have forgotten that. You know, when's the last time you've been out at Walmart and have seen people praying for somebody? You know, someone laying hands on people or blessing people. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I can't remember last time I've remembered. And it, this, this is just so exciting to me because, guys, if we get this inside us, this is going to completely change the game. This is going to change the way the world sees Christianity, how Jesus is, and what he is about, and what we're going to do here. This is the biggest game changer of them all. This is what we were built for. This is who we are, right? We're Christ-like. We're supposed to represent Jesus. We are Christians. Amen? Yes. Genuine love makes that difference to people. We, we think about, how, how do we do this then? You know, how do we become Christians? We just go out and do it? You just do it. How many of you guys have seen people doing stuff just out of, because they felt necessity, you know? And it's, that's not as effective. People can feel that. They can feel that, you know? Genuine love makes that difference. It's the difference between telling someone you're going to pray for them versus actually doing it. The difference... Uh, between living life with a sense of direction versus living a life that's intentionally seeking out opportunities to help people, right? I feel like sometimes we forget that and we go to church on Sundays and then we drive in our cars with the Joy FM sticker and live our life and we may be nice people. We may be nice to people and they're like, oh, that person is so nice. But we forget that the world is full of nice people. We want to show them the love of Jesus and tell them, hey, it's easy just to say, hey, you know what? Can I pray for you? you got, do you have a need? You know, is your knee hurting? Let me pray for you. A lot of times we get nervous. We're like, well, what if they don't get healed? What if they do? We're, we're, we're more afraid of man than, we have more the fear of man than the fear of God. But now what if we change that? What if we went out there and someone said, oh, I got this headache, a coworker, and I just don't feel good. And all of a sudden we were like, hey, you know what? Can I pray for you? And they'll be like, uh, yeah, sure. The worst they can say is no. Be like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I love Jesus. It's all right. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I want to go ahead and speaking about genuine love, let's go to our next uh, scripture. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm excited because I got something to show you guys what, what it sounds like what it sounds like uh, when you don't have, when we don't do the things with love, right? The Bible talks about everything. That's why I love the Bible. It talks about everything. It talks about our lives. You know, it, it's like, I think we, sometimes we forget. We have all these questions, but when we simplify it down, the Bible says, first seek his kingdom, and then all things will follow. And I feel like we forget that. Let's just seek God and his love, right? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. How you get, I mean, to me, what, what makes me think of this is that Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> I mean, this is, I don't want to, actually, that might have been bad. I'm sorry, Pastor Matt. I shouldn't mention other churches. <laughs> sorry. I mean, well, I mean, we, you've seen it on TV when people are, are out there, you know, turn or burn, you know, they're not doing it out of love. They're, they're doing it out of hatred, kind of like, almost like, you know what, I'm, I'm Christ-like and God has anger. And so I'm going to be angry too. And I'm going to be angry about the sin you're in and you got to just, oh, but how many of you guys know that doesn't work? You know what the people have said because of Christians like that? They said, we're judgmental, we're bigots and we're hypocrites. Why are we hypocrites? Because they know, they already know that verse, even though they may not know that verse specifically, they know that we all fall short. We all fall short. That's why we need Jesus. 
Okay, let's continue on. So it says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Carry you too. God's got awesome plans for you. My man, everybody here, I love it. That dude, I love that dude. He's an awesome dude. Look at his shirt. I love it. He's a good looking guy. God's got awesome plans for you. Everyone here, I love it. It's good. That's what we sound like when we try to do things without love. That's what it sounds like, literally. Like in the spirit realm and, and even emotionally. People can feel that, right? Right? Oh, man. All right. Genuine love takes us to a higher place of purpose, you know. Um, and we're not called to be secret agent Christians. A lot of times we get scared, right? And we don't do nothing. Like I said before, we just live our lives. We, we're, man, oh, oh. Me and my wife, we decided, we, we've recently decided that, you know what, we're going to pray for one person once a week at least. I mean, and if you think about it, that's not a lot. But we're at least going to do that. Why? Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to reach people. We can't just keep this inside us and then be quiet about it. God is doing stuff in our lives that is just amazing, that we just got to share. He's growing us, teaching us. He's been blessing us. Man, it's just been awesome and amazing. Matter of fact, God blessed me with this woman, and she's just an amazing woman who's taught me how to become a better man. I tell you what, I was like, looking back, I was such a, a kid, and, and 26 years old, just a kid still, thinking about only about fun, and God put her in my life, and we knew that we were the one. I knew she was the one on the first date, and we got married. A couple months after that, I actually, I could, oh, if I could tell you our stories, it'd be awesome. You guys would be like, wow, that's cool. Think about Christianity. Let's think of it this way. Christianity is kind of like car shopping. Let's say you go to the car lot, right? And then that, what's the guy, the car dealer guy? Is the name car dealer? Is that what it is? The car dealer. Salesman. Okay, there we go. Salesman. There we go. We got some smarter people than me here. That's good. That's a good thing. We got some, the salesman, right? He sees you. You guys lock eyes, right? Lock eyes. And he walks towards you, right? He's like, I'm going to make this sale. It's kind of an awkward moment, but it's okay, right? You're like, oh my gosh, look away. Break contact, break contact. But you can't because he's got you locked, right? Now, he walks up to you and he says, look, you're looking for a car, right? And you say, yeah. He says, okay, okay. I've got the perfect car for you. And now this car has already been paid for, totally free. No insurance, no nothing. Everything is paid for, it's all free. And you're like, okay, all right, this is sounding good. And now, he looks over to the left and points to your left, but you guys are gonna look that way, because that's your left, right? So you're gonna, you look over and be like, and you see the car, and you notice it's got no wheels. <laughs> and you look closer, the steering wheel's missing. And you open the hood, the engine's gone. Like, what is this? We're not in Flintstones. I'm not going to walk like that and push in my car. I don't want that junk, right? Now, he says, okay, okay, okay. That didn't work for you. That's cool. Now, I'm going to point to your right, my left. He looks over. This one, completely paid for, completely paid for. 
You know, all, no insurance, nothing, no down payment. It's for free yours to take right now. If you will just take it, just say yes, grab the keys and take it. And you look over to it and you see it and it's a brand new Ferrari. Oh, yeah. All the wheels are still there. Everything's pristine, clean. It's the brand new. You turn on the stereo, the bass is bumping. You're like, yeah. You turn on that engine and that engine starts revving. Something like that, right? And you're like, yeah. You're like, this is it. And you're like, seriously, free? All free, take it. Guys, we're supposed to be the Ferrari of Christianity. We're supposed to be that attractive to people. When people see us, they're supposed to say, I want what that person has. I want that. And you know what's funny? Is that God, he already paid the price. Jesus made us possible for us to offer what we have to others, this high quality life for free. That's how God's made it, for free. You don't have to do nothing. You just say, yes, I'll take that. Amen, right? But now, we can't, we can't love others unless we have his love first, right? We love others because we have his love first. You, you guys get it? It's, it's kind of like, you know, just like what we read earlier in my opening scriptures. Jesus said, love others as I have loved you, right? Think of it like this. Let's say you're at a 5K. Interesting enough, we just had a 5K here in Life, Life Network here um, in Waterloo. I love this community, by the way. I'm prophesying we're going to move soon here. That's right, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Waterloo, and I love the people here. So we, um, let's say you're at a 5K, and you're standing at the, at the sidelines. You're kind of near the end. You're just kind of watching everybody walk, right? And then here comes a runner, oh, and he runs up to you. Oh, oh. Please. <laughs> Can I have a glass of water? Can I have some water? I can't go on this race anymore. I'm about to break. I can't go on in this race. I'm desperate. I'm tired. I can't take it no more. Please. Can I have some water? And now you're standing there with a glass, but your glass is empty. No matter how bad you wanted to give that water to that runner, to that person in need, that person who's desperate, you can't give it because you don't have it. But now, what if we are spending time with God, we're getting filled up with that love, we're, and, and it's overflowing, it's spilling all over your hands, that water, and you pass it to that runner. Sorry, I just spit. And then he grabs, up, he grabs the cup, and as he's grabbing it, that water is drenching his hand, and as he's going to drink it, it's falling all over him before it finally gets internally inside him, and he gives it back to you, and it magically gets refilled again so that you can continually keep giving this water that you have to other people. Is that amazing? Yes. That's how it should be. We should be refilling each other, getting the word of God and just getting that love, getting that revelation, being rooted so that we can give it to other people. Guys, we can't do it if we're not spending time with God. You know, we're going to be running dry. You're going to be running out in fumes and that's how people get burned out. That's how people are like, okay, I can't do it no more. You know, it's, this is just too painful. The church is draining too much out of me. People are draining too much out of me. People are draining and they're always going to be draining because that, uh, that's how we are, you know? But if we're always filling up on each other, if we're always filling up with the love of God and spending time with them, I tell you what, you're not going to get burned out. You're going to be strengthened. 
And you're going to have this Holy Spirit that's so filled up and overflowing. It's going to spill out. And you're not gonna, you're gonna, you can't help but to tell other people about Jesus and love on them. A lot of times, you know, this just came to me. Um, I, I, uh, we get scared sometimes at work, right, to pray for people because we don't want to lose our jobs and we have family, right, um, which is understandable. But I've noticed that it's funny how we're afraid of that because most people, they want to know they're loved, you know? If you tell them that Jesus is so in love with you, he's crazy about you, he's got a plan for you, you're not alone, he hasn't forgotten about you. People want to hear that. They don't get offended. Most of the time, they don't get offended about that because they're in need of love. <laughs> is it making sense? Yeah. yeah. You guys are quiet this morning. <laughs> We're going to have to pass out more mugs, Lisa, and give them some coffee. <laughs> I tell you what, oh, when, when God just gave me this, this I, just, I just went nuts. It was crazy. I loved it. Okay, so uh, let's go to Ephesians 3, uh, chapter 3. And we're going to read verses 17 through 19. And it says, and again, mine's a little bit different, probably than the screen, sorry. Um, it says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God right? It's exactly what we were talking about, being filled to the measure of God, knowing how wide, how deep, how crazy God is about you, you know? And then once we know how much Jesus has loved us, then we love others, just like the scripture says, just like the scripture says. It says here, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love. That love it's so important that we have that love rooted inside us. I mean, if you have to take time every day and think about uh, how much God loves you, because I can tell you that he loves every one of you. I know there's some people here who think God's forgotten about me, or you think I'm the person who walks into a room and no one notices me. Can I tell you, that is a lie. And I tell you that that's a lie from the devil, and he wants you to think that, because if he can't keep you from accepting Jesus' love and being a Christian then he'll try to keep you, just like what Pastor Matt was preaching a couple Sundays ago, he'll try to create an illusion and make you think that you are weaker than what you really are, that you don't have the authority that you really have, that you don't have the passion, that you don't have the love that you really already have, right? And it says being, and we have to have that rooted inside us, rooted inside us. It's kind of like, think about it like a tree, right? If you have a big tree, it's got this big roots, you, and you plant it, let's say you plant it right next to your house, and it gets everywhere. Roots spread everywhere. They go as far and deep as they can go. If you have it next to your house, it's going to break that foundation because it's going to rip right through it because it just gets everywhere. That's how love should be in our lives. Love should be seen in the way we raise our kids, in the way we talk to our spouses, the way we deal with our relationships, the way we talk with our neighbors. And even the way we deal with our money, the way we handle our money, like those roots, they should spread everywhere. Love should be shown in every single one of those areas in our lives, you know? And that's what makes it attractive because people will see that. People will see the way you react in love. When that person cuts you off, you don't go, oh, no, 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 like I do sometimes, you know? <laughs> oh, you cut me off. I'm just going to give you a finger and you can guess what I'm doing. <laughs> Pick one. You know, I don't do that. No, <laughs> I don't do that. 
actually, don't do that either. That was a bad idea. I don't want to give ideas to nobody. No, instead we act in love and we're like, no, you know what? It's okay. You know what? They're just, they forgot who their father was. They forgot who their God is. I know who my God is and I'm not going to react to the way someone is forgetting who their father is, but I do. And I remember, so I'm not going to react as if I've forgotten because I know who it is and I know his love inside me. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Um, in First uh, John four sixteen, it says, God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. I didn't put that scripture up. I know everybody was looking. <laughs> that was just a side note. I wanted to say that because it says it right there, that God is love, right? And if God abides in us, then we have his love. So you have this love already. So I'm not saying that you got to pray and say, God, give me your love. If you've already accepted Christ, you have his love already. It's inside you because God is love. And if, God, if love abides in you, if God abides in you, then you have that love and you can give it. All you need, all you really need is that revelation. You need to stop listening to the devil and thinking, I'm a nobody. You know, I don't have a purpose. I'm just a regular person. You're not. You're not. God created you to be a game changer, a game changer, guys. And that is a huge and awesome responsibility. You know, our Christian lives would be so much more exciting if we started reaching out for people and really living to the fullness of what God has planned for us. Amen? So much more exciting. Because I know it got to me for a point. I was like, man, like, what's next? I'm kind of bored. I'm a Christian, and, you know, I worship Jesus, and I love it, and I play guitar, I love it. But, I mean, is this it? Has anybody ever felt like that at one point or another in your life? I know I have, you know, and I've realized it's because we're not letting this spill over into, into our lives, you know, letting that be rooted and letting people see that. Amen? Yes. Oh, all right. So now, this is really cool. So how do we know if we're walking in love, right? Have you guys asked that? Well, you know, I, I do pretty good, right? I just bought my wife flowers. I mean, I, we got in a fight the other day, and I cursed her out, but I got her flowers, right? You know, it's all right. Actually, that had no point. I don't know why I said that. We don't fight at all. I love you. You're beautiful. <laughs> well, there's a scripture to help us know whether we are walking out in love, and that is in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. This is so good. So good. Seriously, you could, like, take this message, this, just these this verses here, and you could preach just on this because it's so good. Um, and it says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. How many of us had a problem? I know I've had a problem with that. You know, we say they got what they deserved. You know, they got what's coming to them, right? Am I the only one who said that? No. <laughs> Thank you for that one person. I'll preach to you. And we'll have fun. So, you know, that's not love. <laughs> Says it right here. <laughs> and love, you know, so it's a, it does not re rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, endures all things, and love never ends. How many of you guys know that is a big package? That's a hard thing to live up to, isn't it? It's like, man, Lord, we're just humans. How am I supposed to do this? You know how? By being rooted and established in love. It's crazy because sometimes we think that Christianity sometimes is like, it's so complicated. 
There's so many different things. There's so many different views. There's so many different teachings. There are all this, and we forget that it's really simple. If you go back to the roots, love. You'll never go wrong with love. Love. God is love. So I want to, you know, I want to just focus real quick on love endures all things on that part because I feel like um, it's so easy. We preach on a lot of other things, but enduring is one of those things I think is we don't hear. We don't hear enough because it's tough, because it is hard. Love endures all things. Endures. How many of you guys have ever said you have to love them, but you don't have to like them? I've said it. I've said it. I'm guilty as charged. Yes, lock me up, Lord. <laughs> no, I've already been forgiven, right? <laughs> that would be condemnation. No. Yeah. I love it. No. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know which, which pastor was that. I'm trying to be like. <laughs> um, love endures all things. So, and, and you have to love them, but you don't have to like them. That's kind of like saying, that's like me saying that. And, and what that really means is God walks up to me and he's like, Hey, JJ, I love you, but I don't really like you. You're like annoying. Some of the stuff you say, you're not really funny. It's just stupid, you know, and, and you're brown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I got to say more. So I'm going to love you from over here because I don't have to like you. How many of you guys know that's crazy, Right? That's crazy, because I know when God looks at me, he says, JJ, oh, JJ, I love you. You are, oh, I love your brown skin that everyone tries to tan and get to this beautiful grade here. It's all right if you're not there yet. We'll pray for you after service. You know, I love your two freckles that you have, because Mexicans don't have much freckles. I don't know if you've noticed. Seriously, I have like one right there. No, it's in my hand. See, I forget where it is even. That's crazy. But God does it. God's like, ah, oh, you're beautiful and wonderfully made. You are just, you are sexy. You know what God thinks that about me? God thinks that. Now, now. <laughs> I'm getting in trouble. Is my phone vibrating? Is that Pastor Matt? <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I'm just having fun, guys. I'm having fun. I love this. God is so good. How many of you guys know, if he thinks that about me, he thinks that about you. He thinks that about you. He thinks you're beautiful. He thinks you are sexy. He thinks you are awesome, and you are funny and intelligent. You are not dumb, and you are just, oh, and he just wants to love on you and show you that love. I just bit again. That was awesome. (laughs) It's anointed. So if you guys want to come up in the front, you can get anointed spit. It's awesome awesome. (laughs) Guys, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and close with this. (laughs) Since we're this far. (laughs) Guys. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I love it. Guys, when I was, I'm going to tell you the story. You know, when I was a kid, I was about five years old. My brother was four and my, I had a baby sister. She was about nine months old. My biological mom, she decided to leave us. And I was a kid, and you know, she, she left us for whatever reason. I was a kid, and I was confused. I felt abandoned. I felt like the mother who's supposed to protect me and help me be there emotionally as I grew up said, I'm done. 
It was just one morning we woke up. It was unexpected. We had to choose who we wanted to, to live with. And they wanted to split us up. My dad said, no, you know what? They're going to grow together. So take all the kids or none with you. And she left. And that was, that was hard growing up. I grew up getting bitter. I had bitterness towards my mom. I had like a hatred that I didn't know I had against her. And then one day I was spending time with God. I was in my early 20s. I was just loving on Jesus. And I was like, oh, spending time with him. It was just, I was spending a lot of time with God and in my word during those times. And it was just awesome. And God said, this area in your life here, your mom, he said, I love her. I'm crazy about her. The way that I think about you is the way I think about her. I want her so badly to know the love that I have for her. I want her to have that revelation of how much I love her. And God broke down that wall inside me, that hatred. And I, every time I said from then on, I love you, it wasn't an awkward thing. It wasn't a thing I just said because she said it back to me. I said, I love you back. Meaning it because God's love was so rooted inside me because I knew how much God loved me and how much he cared about me. And I knew that the way he felt about me is the way he felt about her. It doesn't matter what she's done or will do or has done. God loves her just as much. And I can say today that I love her so much and I want her to know that love, that God love, that deep love, the only love that's going to satisfy that hunger in our hearts. The only thing that's going to take us to that next level and become a game changer, a world changer. Oh. Guys, this world, this world is dying for love. It's dying for love. You see it? All the hate, the protesting, the you get on the internet, whether you're for Trump or Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, whatever, whether you're Michael Brown or the police, if you have a different view, people are just attack, attack. And where are we showing the love of Jesus? If people knew that love, we wouldn't have that much. You guys can stand on your feet. Oh, Jesus, we love you so much. Oh. I feel like there's just, if there's anyone in here who just hasn't ever received Jesus as their Christ, as their Savior in their life, I'm going to ask you to raise your hands when I count to three. And if you haven't, gotten that revelation of how much God loves you and you think you're a nobody and you think you don't have a purpose or you're just a, a somebody who's dealing with stuff in life I want you to raise your hands too because God's going to do some awesome stuff and he's going to fill everyone with his love and his passion we're going to receive this I'm going to count to three one two three. I want you to raise your hands if you guys feel that way. If anyone feels that way, thank you. I see you back there.
Don't let Satan steal from you no more. Don't let Satan steal from you no more. We thank you, Lord. We're just going to pray right now. Father, I just pray that you feel every one of these people here, these game changers. Fill them with your love. Remind them what it's all about, that we are Christ-likes. We have the mind of Christ. We see people with your mind. We are not conformed to this world, but we are renewed. And we see people through your eyes and not through ours anymore. And we're going to love people. We're just going to care about people. We're just going to go crazy. And we're going to change the community of Waterloo. We're going to change it. It's not just going to be the safest community of all Illinois anymore. From now on, it's going to be the most loving community of all Illinois. In the name of Jesus, it starts right here at Life Church X. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for this love. Lord, I, I pray and I thank you for everything you're doing. In the name of Jesus, amen.